Hey, it's Marcia, the MSW coach. Welcome back for another episode of my podcast, Macro Social Work Your Way. I'm doing things a little bit different today. I've been talking for the last, I've been saying for the last few episodes that I wanted to record the actual video of me recording the podcast episode. And today is my first time doing that solo. Of course, I, if you are not following me on Instagram. I made the announcement a few days ago by the time this podcast episode is released that I have officially started loading um, episodes of interviews that I've done over the last two years with exemplar macro social workers that I found on the internet. Um, and eventually what I will do as I slowly release those episodes from my content vaults, because I've just been waiting for the right time to do that, I will then start incorporating interviews with macro social workers that I know personally, but I want to say that to maybe like season two or three. So stay around. If you are not following my, follow me on Instagram, you should be. I am on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach. And I'm also on YouTube at the MSW coach. If you're on Facebook, feel free to connect with me there. I'm on Facebook as well. I want to eventually be ramping up my presence there on Facebook, uh, probably at the start of 2023. So connect with me there as well. I'm on Facebook at the MSW coach and on LinkedIn at the MSW coach. So yeah, on YouTube, I released the um, interview that I did with Ray Johnson, who is a macro social worker that works in higher ed, and she is giving out all kinds of good information about the career opportunities that exist in higher education settings. And so just a little insight about the interviews that I'm loading on. Um, YouTube, the purpose behind that, the idea that I had in 2021 when I started recording those interviews was to give social workers living case studies of macro social workers that I have found in my career fact-finding work that I love to do. You know, I love to read people's resumes, CVs, look at, you know, what they're doing because just a little piece of information. Not all macro social workers are easily identifiable. They don't always identify as a social worker and most definitely not as a macro social worker. So a lot of my identification of these individuals comes from me looking at their background, what they do, what their scope of their work is, and then shooting my shot by sending an email about, hey, I noticed that you have a social work degree. You may not identify as a macro social worker, but I would love to highlight you on my interview. So the first episode has been officially released. I've in the past released episodes here on my podcast platform where a lot of you, because those are some of my high ranking episodes, um, because they, that was all that I was releasing before starting like my individual podcast episodes. So I welcome you to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I will be ramping up my presence there. And who knows, I might eventually start like doing lives on YouTube. And I only say, like I'm super excited about finally being on YouTube because I am a YouTube fanatic. Little known fact, like I've been watching YouTube for the past 
12 plus years avidly. Yeah. I'm a story collector, right? So I spend a lot of time on YouTube um, listening to people's life stories and learning from people's journey through life. Because one thing about me is I pride myself on if someone I know has like found the golden ticket or navigated a tough space, I'm going to listen and glean all of the information that I can to avoid going through those troubles in my own life, right? So that's why I love to watch YouTube and I've been there for over 12 years. And over the all over these 12 years, all of my good friends have always been asking me like, Marthea, why don't you start your own YouTube channel? And actually I toyed with the idea because 12 years ago was like the jumping point for YouTube before professional YouTubers became a thing. And I toyed with the idea back then and I never did it. But I understand now why that was, because the purpose for me being there was for this, right? So join me on YouTube. I'm going to ramp up my presence there. I have a lot planned for 2023. I told y'all, 2023, I'm changing the social work career game. So get ready. So today I'm talking about core problems when it comes to finding macro social work jobs or core problems that I have observed that social workers face when it comes to pivoting out of case management, direct practice roles. And that could be clinical or non-clinical roles because believe it or not, a large percentage of the social workers that find me and enroll in my six-week group career coaching program, Micro to Macro, our clinical social workers. Um, but to be clear, I am not a clinical social worker. Um, yeah, right. So I just wanted to be clear about this. So I wanted to talk about, because right now at this point, I jumped onto the social work internet scene around early 2020. If you listen to my last podcast, I'm pretty sure I gave you all a exact month, but I have been toying with the idea of starting my own um, consulting firm for years before that, but I officially made the, the jump and did the thing early 2020. So at this point, we are coming up on three years of me being in this business and working with social workers outside of my immediate circle, because before I officially became the MSW coach, I did work with social workers that knew me personally, like in real life. So I wanted to talk about probably three to five of the most core problems that I've seen social workers face when making the transition. The first problem is that social workers begin their um, journey of making that transition in their career from case management to macro roles using the same processes they used in their case management life. I'm just going to call that career life. Meaning they, when I look at their resumes, they are, their resume is written the same type of way that you would write it for a standard case management job. I always use the same um, example, like manage the caseload, did 
psychosocial evaluations. Again, I am not clinical. So if I'm using that term correctly, charge it to my head and not to my heart, right? Um, coordinated resources and referrals, right? So I'm not going to go deep into resume writing because that is a benefit of being inside of the career accelerator. But I just want to say that if you are attempting to apply for macro jobs and you're not getting hits because your resume is written in that style of like you're trying to go get a case management job, but you're applying for a macro job, that is a problem, right? When you are targeting macro jobs, your resume is written in a completely different style that appeals to those types of employers, right? Because what we have to remember or understand is that in macro social work jobs, typically there are no other social workers on staff, right? So just like I said earlier, psychosocial evaluation or exam, and I was like, oh, maybe I didn't say that right. A non-social worker is not even going to know what that is, right, without doing a Google search. And whoever is scanning through resumes is not going to Google search to understand what that is. And then even still, they're not going to fully understand it because it's a clinical term, right? And so I want to say that that is one of the biggest issues that I see when social workers are attempting to make the transition is that they don't understand that the style of the resume is written completely different from the standard case management job. The second problem that I see when it comes to social workers, and I probably should have made this number one, but I can honestly say, I think I've been on the scene and, and and my messaging is working because I don't get this question as much as I used to do. I used to when I first jumped on the scene. I get it every now and again, like I just got it the other day. But that was clearly someone who had never, um, had never like engaged with my content before. And so the second problem is that social workers love to focus on job titles, like in their mind. The two things that they need in order to get a macro job is they need their need someone to write their resume and they need to know what job titles to search for. My thing is, my approach to career coaching is that I do not lead with teaching my career coaching clients about job titles, right? Because I'm all about this intentionally and strategically designing a macro social work career that aligns with your areas of interest, your education, your skills, your values, truly so you're able to achieve uh, and get into a place where you can have the most aligned work possible, right? Because the CSWE did research several years ago, I think it was 2018 at this point, that over 50% of MSW degree social workers struggled with finding a job that they deemed to be satisfactory, right? So when I read that stat, <laughs> I then like made it a thing that I will not be teaching people about only search these job titles, right? And a great example of that is that um, in the early days of me being on the internet, 
people, are, social workers will always come to me and I was like, okay, what aspect? They'll ask me about macro careers um, or help getting a macro job rather. Um, and I would ask, what aspect of macro are you interested in? And they will always say policy, right? And this is before I realized like this was a problem. Um, and it was after I worked with several other social workers. They would always say policy. And then once we got inside the accelerator and I'm giving career assessments and I'm asking investigative questions like to really help uncover where your area of interest is, they would say like, well, I don't like reading. I don't like writing. I don't like researching. And it's just like, how are you going to do policy, right? So what I quickly realized after hearing this a few times over was that social workers were only uh, familiar with certain aspects of macro work because that's what they were either exposed to in their MSW degree program, or that's just what they heard in the internet on the social work streets. Like you do policy. I, also, some, I heard in my last live workshop, like, there's a rumor that macro is only grant writing. I had never heard that until someone told me that recently, um, which is why I guess they, them and other people that they know shy away from macro work because they only think that it's grant writing. So I intentionally do not start. I don't, that's why when people ask me about job titles, I always say politely, like it's more than just your job title. I would need to know a little bit more about your area of interest and we will work together to design you a career, right? Because I, the way that I teach my career coaching services is based on the workforce development principles that I use and created in my own transition to macro work. And all of that is centered around reverse engineering your career, right? We start out with the big picture. What do you want your social work, your macro social work career to look like as a whole, right? Personally and professionally. Do you want to be the front person? Do you want to have your own organization? Do you want to be behind the scenes and maybe be the, on the executive support team? Do you need to be in a position where you are like controlling processes or making certain that things are running it the way they should. Maybe you need to be on the other side where you are the innovator, the creating the ideas and setting them into place. And right, so there's a ton of different aspects that we need to identify before we can say, this is the job title that you should focus on, right? Because over the last three plus years, I've heard multiple stories of social workers who have been in the career game way longer than me because I graduated with my MSW degree in May of 2017, right? So social workers who have been in the game way longer than me, who confide in me like on my social media platforms about the, the really lack of information they had when they graduated with their MSW degree, which contributed largely to them still being in very front-facing roles, right? So in order to prevent that, my career coaching services are career education services, right? I teach you the strategies and the process, but first you need to learn about what are the options out there and how to really get clear about what you need. Because 
Unfortunately, many of us did not receive the career exploration conversations that we should have been receiving in middle school, right? So I'm really going in and digging deep and getting to the stuff that you should have got in middle school to help you identify what is it that you really want to do? Not what's just you, what you know about, what your homegirl does, what your neighbor does, what your parents did. What is it that you want to do? Right. And how can we get there through a strategic planning process? Right. So it doesn't start with job titles. So that's the second problem that I see social workers do when trying to make that, that pivot in their careers. They're focusing too heavy on job titles. And it's like I told my coach one session I was meeting with her and I was like, they, somebody asked me about the job titles. I was like, oh, I just, oh, it's not about the job titles. I tell her, I was like, that's what I want to say. She was like, just say that. I was like, no, you know, I don't, I don't think they're ready for that side of Marthea yet. She's like, Marthea, they need that. They need to hear that. So I'm going to say that here because I'm now on video. It is not about the job titles. That is the least of your worries when you are looking for a macro job. Why? Now, if you're just looking for any old job, then you can focus on the job title, but I wouldn't be the one to be giving you the job title. You would need to get that from someone else, right? But if you really want to create a career that you can last in and that you don't hate going to every day, the job that you hate going to every day, it's not about the job title. And I say that with all love, right? The third problem that I see when social workers are trying to make the pivot to macro work Again, I say this with love, right? I, I said 2023 is going to be a different year, a different year. Um, the third problem that I see is that social workers love to get information from people who have never done the thing. So let me explain. If you have aspirations of being a macro social worker, you asking a social worker who, let's say, and I'm just using this as an example, a real example, you asking a social worker or a social work supervisor who has ever only done direct practice, direct client caseloads, like providing therapeutic services day in and day out, one-on-one -on -one with people, serving as a supervisor in a standard social work job, you're not gonna get the information that you need. And so what I find, what I'm seeing is that social workers do this and then they hold that information like, like law. Like it's so hard to unpry that from them that it's not correct, right? I know you value that person you trust the information they give you, but I think it is unproductive to ask people for advice on things that they have never done, right? So an example of that, and I'll throw me personally into the ring, I'm actively working to um, become a, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to marry to be a vegan, right? But I am trying to incorporate more plant-based eating into my lifestyle. 
And I've been doing this since August, right? So when I embarked, I, I started this journey years ago, right? But when I realized like it was, I'm now at the point because I slowly started weaving out different meats years ago. Um, but now I'm ready to fully make the transition into plant-based eating. I hired a vegan coach who lost over a hundred pounds from plant-based eating, right? So she could teach me how to cook a plant-based, like plant-based meals that are centered in like my cuisine, soul food, but that's still good, but that's still healthy. That does not require a bunch of ingredients because if you've been following me long enough, you know that I don't enjoy cooking. So I hired someone who has done the thing, right? And has done it successfully, has maintained, has, and she's a vegan chef. She travels the world. She's done the thing, right? I'm not asking my friend who is an, uh, a meat eater, no offense. I'm not asking them to teach me how to do the thing. I'm going to someone who's actually done it. So that's just an example. Um, so I want to say that that is the third biggest problem that I see is that social workers hold very tightly to the information they get from people that have never done a thing. And so I made a post on my Instagram um, last month sometime about in order to unlearn a lot of the, the career misinformation that is out there in the world about social work careers, specifically macro social work careers, you have to begin finding those people who specialize in the thing, right? And not just people who talk about it. Because that's also something that I noticed when I first jumped on the internet scene was that there's a lot of well-meaning social workers out there talking about what you can do as a macro social worker. But what I quickly realized was no one was giving tangible strategies of how to do that. You can keep telling me the same five types of jobs you can get as a macro social worker. You can do grant writing, you can do policy, you can do um political social work, you can do, you can be a CEO, and then that's it. They don't tell you how to get the job, how to find them, what organizations to target, right? Because a lot of the times they're well-meaning, but they've never done the thing. So I would say that's the third problem. Start vetting your sources where you get your career information from, right? And then in that vetting, make, and this is something that I've learned in my own journey of hiring coaches, make certain that the journey or the process and the personality style of those individuals match the type of work life that you want. Right. I always tell my career coaching clients, like, for a quick minute, I toy with the idea of like, okay, I'm ready to go after, go to corporate, get me a corporate macro job and go after multiple six-figure position. And my career coach was like, really? Mr. Medlock. He's a he is a retired um, HR that he's worked in Fortune 500 companies all over the country. He has helped hundreds 
of people get jobs in my city, right? He's well known for his work. He's my career mentor and sponsor. And he was like, really? You always talk about how you want your career life to be and what you're working towards. Is that really what you want to do? Do you know what it would take to do that? What you would have to give up? And I was like, you're right. No, I don't want that, right? So I say that to say, when you are looking, vetting your information, make certain that the people that you're, you know, gleaning this information from are in alignment with where you possibly see your life being. So for an example of that, I have a lot of social workers who are like preparing, who contact me on the internet, who are like preparing for retirement, right? Their wants and desires as a social worker that's planning an exit will be very different from a social worker who is maybe mid-career and looking for an executive level position. Their expectations will be very different from someone who is a newbie on the scene. They just they're trying to get to over fifty thousand in a salary, right? So um, they may have a lot more zeal than the other person, right? So. When you're vetting your information, make certain that the person is in alignment with where you want to be in your career and the dynamics you want in your career, right? So that's three problems. And I'm going to leave it there. I know I said three to five, but I'm going to focus on those three. So just as a recap, the first problem that I see is that social workers are writing their resumes. And my career coaching clients know what this means because they repeat it back to me, which I love when they use my jargon. But Social workers attempt to um, transition to macro social work roles using their social worky resumes and wording. And it's a completely different style, right? Think of it as a way of like scholarly writing and plain language writing. When you're writing a research paper in higher education, when you were writing those papers for your MSW degree, it was very different than how you typed your paper or typed a text or wrote a note to your friend in your personal life, right? So it's very different um, approaches and styles to resume writing. So if you're not getting hits back when you're applying to macro jobs, that's most likely the reason, right? And then also just a little bit on the end of that, because I'm a career coach at the heart. Um, if you, just a rule of thumb. So like a way that you can measure if you need help the first is if you apply to jobs and don't get interviews back, you need a career coach. You have a problem with your resume and you need a professional to help you figure out what that problem is, right? And I say that because, again, all kindness, um, I see posts, not specifically from social workers because I'm in all types of spaces listening to people's experiences when it comes to finding jobs. When I see people say like they've been looking for a job and applying for jobs for the past year or they've applied to five to six hundred jobs and haven't gotten one call back, you, you clearly have a problem with your resume and you need to seek professional assistance. Right. So that's another thing that I'm working to change the narrative. Like people seek professional assistance for healthcare and professional assistance for like buying a house. You go get a realtor, you go get someone who specializes in that. When you're dealing with your finances, you go to a banker, you go to a financial expert. When it comes to your career, because it's not something that we innately come out of the womb knowing how to do, you should be 
soliciting the help of a professional, a career counselor, a career coach, someone who is trained and experienced in navigating these spaces. So if you have, if you are applying jobs and never get an interview, you have a problem with your resume, you need help. If you get interviews, but you don't get job offers, you still have a problem with your interviewing, right? And I'll even go one further. If you don't even know how to apply for the jobs or what jobs to target or how to find the jobs, how to write the resume, you, you need a career coach or counselor. So the first one I said, your resume is, is written very social worky. That does not appeal to macro social workers. They simply do not understand that language. The number two problem is you're focusing too hard on these job titles. And I'm just going to say it that way in a way that is understandable by everybody. It's not about the macro job titles. <laughs> it's just not. It's not. Right. It's so many other things that we need to be worried about. I know that's like the first thing that people typically think about. But if you are trying to escape the being burnt out, overwhelmed, underpaid type situations that we find ourselves in as social workers and case management jobs, it is not about the job titles because you using that method of job titles is what has gotten you to being burnt out, overwhelmed, underpaid, and undervalued in the case management job that you're in. So it's not about the job titles. The third problem, what did I say, is um, holding true or teaching, like treating as law and for career information, career misinformation that you're getting from people who have never done a thing, right? They're well-meaning. I'm sure they love you. I'm sure they want to support you. But if you've never done a thing, you cannot help me do this. I need to go to someone who has done it, right? I can confer with you about my learnings, but I need to go to someone who has done this exact thing that I'm trying to do. Right. So I'm not saying like throw your mentors or the people that you value to the side, but start vetting your information and the sources that it's coming from. This again, I keep referring because we're all master degree holders. I keep referring to scholarly writing. When you're writing your research papers, what does your professor teach you? And this may be more from the fact that I'm a current PhD student. You know, one of my and my chair is very particular about scholarly writing. When you're writing a research paper, you can't just go pull an article from Wikipedia and, and cite that in your research paper. No, you have to go to a scholarly peer-reviewed journal where people have done the actual research and they're not just speculating on the thing like they do on Wikipedia and you use that as your reference. So it's the same type thing, right? So those are the, those are the three core problems that I've seen so far that social workers face when making the transition to macro work. If you want to learn about the others, I am personally inviting you to my next live workshop, How to Land a Macro Social Work Job Using Your MSW Degree and Case Management Experience. The link will be below in my show notes. Click the link. 
it's a two hour opportunity to come and be in a group setting with me. It's also a great opportunity to see like, see what it's like to be in a career coaching session with me because I have hot seats, I have case studies. I actually show you the framework that I've used in my own transition to macro social work roles and that I've helped over a hundred other social workers by using the same framework land macro jobs where they have three times, four times their salary. They are um, have increased their job satisfaction rates tremendously, right? They're not overworked, they're not burnt out, they're not underwhelmed, uh, overwhelmed, excuse me, right? So click the link, attend my next live workshop. Until then, happy macro career planning. Bye.